Peace and blessings, you beautiful divine beings. Welcome to the Living in Spirit podcast. It is your divine host, Zane Spirit. I just want to thank you so much for all of your support and tuning in as always. I want to just say that March is flowing right on in and this year is moving right on fast, right on by. Um, But in the midst of everything whether it seems fast or slow to you i just encourage you all to be present and in the moment and to take some deep breaths and to check when you feel a little bit tense in yourself um i know that i speak about that a lot in this podcast and being present has definitely aided me in uh, the awareness of myself and enjoying every moment to its fullest extent and before we get started into the podcast, I want to leave you guys with or lead it, lead you guys into an affirmation. Um, and if you need to write this down, do so, but uh, may it embed into your heart, more importantly. So it goes like this. I celebrate the movement in my life as I know that I have intentionally willed greatness within each transition. I honor the in-between allowing rest and preparation to remind me that all things require love and care to flourish. And that is that affirmation. And then go ahead and moving into our wonderful guest for this wonderful, wonderful podcast. I'm uplifting her and bringing her into this special space, this divine being who activates and advocates for a healthier community, the Pearl Buddha herself. How are you doing? I am doing amazing. I am so happy to be here and in this space. It feels very, very divine. So thank you for having me. Thank you. Thank you. It is an honor, a pleasure, if I do say so myself. (laughs) How have you, how has 2022 been for you so far? Wow, 2022. It has been about growth and acceptance of where I am to start out. So I am very grateful (laughs) for it, for how it's been and how it is going. And it just makes me really hopeful about where it's going to take me. So I have a lot, lot to look forward to. Yes, yes. Did you recently move into a new space? Like, definitely a a lot of transitions that I've been seeing uh, on your social media. Yes, I've been making it a priority to really get into the community and connect with a lot of leaders and other healers to see where I can be of benefit. Um, For example, I started working and teaching yoga at a home studio. So that was where I found like my home base, my community, and then I was able to branch out from there. Um, Yeah, going to different events really finding out where my light can be used. That's really putting in the foundation of my service here. So yeah, I've been doing. Mm -hmm. That's amazing. And please like tell everybody uh, more about you, how you got started on your, on your journey and how you moved into yoga and activism in this community. Wow. Let's see. So let's just start with just activism and being a part of the community. I was definitely raised with the heart of giving back um, from 
um, as a, a little kid, honestly. I was raised in Korea and I'm a military child. So giving back to the community has been a top priority. Um, that's kind of where I found my family since I moved around so much. I always started with, again, how can I be of service? And my family and friends kind of branched out from there. And yoga, that is where I found that service um, within my community because it's a way to connect with people and guiding them to connect with themselves. Yoga has been a part of my life for 12 years now. I found it in college and been in love with it ever since. Um, so it's been a long journey. And like I said, yoga was the way that I was able to connect with myself, start my healing journey. And once I figured out how those two played in, I was like, oh my goodness, everybody should know about this. Everybody should know how simple it is to connect with your breath and then connect with yourself. So yeah, it's definitely a passion for sure. I love that for you. I love your energy is so radiant. Like <laughs> I I just have this huge smile on my face. I feel like everybody listening can also feel that too. Like you're just your presence is is divine. So I know that everywhere you go, you're just touching souls. <laughs> I truly try. I truly try. I, I feel like it is absolutely my pur my purpose. It's like I can't turn off the light, which, you know, kind of, you know, why would you want to? But it is definitely a calling, irresistible. So, yeah. Thank you for that. Yeah, I love that. Is there, um, I mean, 12 years ago with your relationship with yoga that's a lot uh to I know you've gained a lot in this journey but did you go into yoga with any like expectations of how it would benefit your life or any idea of what would blossom from this that place no absolutely not actually um I was introduced for because it was an elective um, you know, in college, and I just needed something <laughs> to add. And, you know, I was like, oh, yoga, that sounds, you know, instead of doing weightlifting, let me go ahead and do that. And I immediately connected with the teacher. Um, she was one of the main teachers out of my whole schedule that really looked at us and our needs, you know, and mm -hmm. that really made me want to listen more. And I stayed after class. I got excited about the new poses that we're learning. And it just kind of connected from there. So I appreciate her. She's probably the main inspiration for sure. <laughs> so yeah, stumbled upon it. Was she, was she one of the main inspirations for like your leadership style too? Yes, I can say that. I never really thought about it like that. She was very gentle and, um, you know, I have a psychology background as well. You know, I would say person-centered. She kind of allowed us to lead ourselves and, I, and I, I can relate to that leadership style. I believe everybody has their own way of learning, their own way of connecting to self. Um, and so that means you have to listen to where that person is. And she absolutely did that. So yeah, yeah, I can say that. Thanks. <laughs> for that. Yeah. Hey, realizations are yes. beautiful for everybody. Absolutely, absolutely. Yeah, I can mm. say that for sure. I love that. And has mental health and like I, I know depression, mental health has been like a really big 
key component in um, awareness and activism for you. Mm -hmm. And I wanted to know, like, was that something that you personally overcame or came to understand through your own practice? Yes. Yes. Um, I have anxiety, uh, for one, diagnosed with that. Um, And so, yes, Yoga allowed me to check in to my needs, um, check into where I am in the moment and what I do need. And um, without that that moment to slow down, which you know, breath work, yoga, meditation kind of allows you to do, I don't think I would slow down enough to even pay attention. Um, and so, yes. <laughs> I don't know if that that answered your question. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah, absolutely, absolutely. And just piggybacking off that too, um, you know, I know a lot of people don't always enter yoga as a spiritual practice, but was mm-hmm. that something that, you know, were you already, um, did you already have an idea about your spirituality or your connectiveness in some type of way before coming into that place and how has yoga enhanced that connection for you? That's a great question. Um, I've always, I guess, reflecting back on my childhood and everything, I've been what you would say, a a black sheep. My family uh, was raised in Christianity Mm -hmm. um, and I've always felt some sense of, of disconnect with power outside of myself. Um, and so I would think once I connected with yoga and really understanding how powerful I am in terms of where I want to be, how I want my life to look, it did guide me to, you know, separate a little away from religion so much and realizing that, you know, I can do so much more. You know, I, I don't have to depend on anyone for my happiness I don't have to be saved. I can do that myself. Um, so yeah, absolutely. Definitely helped me spiritually. Um, yeah, yeah. That was yeah. I think I was a little lost. <laughs> <For sure. laughs> I mean, I feel like, you know, you can't find yourself unless you recognize you're in a place of not knowing yourself too. Yes. You know, like that's that's important. And there's nothing wrong with that. I think a lot of people place a lot of importance about knowing every part of themselves, but they re- it's a facade, you know, mm-hmm. like, you know, oh, I know me, I, I'm, you know, I'm real and all of this, but it's not until you get to the point of, you know, being curious about yeah. yourself, because that curiosity allows you to open up and be like, wow, Maybe I don't know. <laughs> I don't remember all these things about my divine self. And maybe I do need to be more open mm-hmm. to to recognizing who I am on a deeper level. Yeah. And I, I think uh, a lot of us are are told who we are and we're taught who we are, you know, you know, picking mm-hmm. up other things from other people. But after you start to sit with yourself, sit with yourself and, you know, peel back the layers like, hey, you know, that's really not a part of me, you know, I really don't identify this way. You realize you you have all these labels and expectations about self that aren't your own. And I absolutely think um, my practice spiritually and also with yoga, I was able to to do that and give that energy back to where it came from and then create myself, you know, in my future. So yeah, absolutely. 
Did you have like a defining moment um, outside of the beginning of yoga, but like, you know, a, a moment where you just had that aha moment and you were like, wow, living in my truth authentically is the priority here. Like, did you, was there something that triggered that for you? Um, I can say when I started my business, I, like I said, yoga was my own personal journey for a very long time. And I only kind of shared that in practice with my friends every now and then. But when I started to actually teach, which took me a lot of confidence, a lot of time mm -hmm. um, to, to do that, that's where my aha moment was like, wow, I can, I can actually share my truth and it can help others you know <laughs> it was really it was uh, that aha moment for sure i had a lot of um i had a lot of fear of rejection you know who am i to teach someone else or guide someone else you know I'm, i felt lost myself but when i realized that you know being your authentic self showing your flaws um you know, that is what connects with people the most because they're human too. And like you said, it's okay to be lost. It's okay to not know where you're going sometimes. And to hear someone else say that and be honest is, is hopeful, you know? Right. It, it connects us. Yes, exactly. You're not just putting up a facade. And so just to even call myself a yoga teacher took a lot because of that. Um, yeah, it absolutely did. I was like, oh, I'm supposed to make these beautiful poses and not mess up giving instructions. That's what makes a good yoga teacher. So clueless. Not even close, <laughs> right? <laughs> and when I realized that yeah, I can make mistakes too, I don't know how to do all these poses either. You know, I'm learning just as you are. We're just on two different paths. That's all. So, yeah, Absolutely. I think that's so important, too, in a lesson of leadership and, you know, like we'll talk in our topic about business and entrepreneurship mm -hmm. is, um, you know, we often have this, this, it's glorified, it's romanticized to yeah. look like we have, have all of our stuff together. Mm -hmm. <laughs> and, yeah. and, and even in business, you know, like, I, I've been working on Soul Drive for five, we're turning a toddler this year, five years. Oh. And, and I'm over here like, um, do y'all not know how much I had to like trial and error this thing? Mm -hmm, absolutely. <laughs> like had a whole failed business before this one, like that people don't sometimes remember. And I'm just like, you know, I'm not here to make it seem like I know it all because mm -hmm. by no means, uh, most most days, I'm just here for the intuitive guidance. Yes, absolutely. <laughs> I feel you on that, for sure. Mm. Much of your background uh, has been in the corporate world from what I was reading and, you know, mm -hmm. just looking into your, your relationship with um, being in business and things like that. And, yeah. you know, now we see you blending these so beautifully by offering your spaces your your services in corporate spaces yeah and I wanted to know how how has that transition been for you um you know to be able to offer what you do on a soul-led level to corporate spaces and how different that is from when you were in corporate spaces wow that's a great question um 
it took and it took me a while to to fuse that honestly uh, <laughs> um i would say let me see it when when i was just strictly in in the corporate space i was still about advocacy for like my my counselors that you know i managed a, a mental health department and it was different. And I found myself advocating more for their mental health. You know, how are you mm -hmm. feeling today? How, do, how is your workload aligning with your life? Are you, do you have work-life balance? I found myself more passionate about that versus widgets and numbers. Um, so when I started my, my, my business and it was all about the spirit, it was all about self-care I'm like, you know, everyone who's coming into my class, they're, you know, leaving behind their job. But who's taking care of them in that workspace? They're, they're still there um, with all these issues that they may have at home. Um, so I definitely wanted to be that advocate for when they get off from work and then also while they're at work. You know, I don't, I hope I'm answering that yeah, yeah. <laughs> correctly, um, but yeah, it's definitely a need, and I found that neglected in the corporate space. They were just looking at numbers for productivity, for example. They're not worrying about what motivated their employees. They're not worried about mental health days that we absolutely should need, or even, you know, work from home um, employees, like how are they managing their time? Are you expecting more out of them now that they're home? These little thoughts that are being skipped that are dramatically important to your mental health and overall well-being. So, mm -hmm. yeah, it, it, that just seemed perfect. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And like, if you were to, I mean, I, I feel like this is kind of a, a different viewpoint, but Mm -hmm. You know, what in advocating for people who need more awareness in mental health and just self-care in general in the corporate world, mm -hmm. in your view, what do you feel like needs to the most priority of what needs to change for the corporate world in that or business in general, like business culture in general? Let me see. I would say figuring out what motivates employees, figuring out why they're there. And I know, I know it's, you know, it's easy to say, oh, for money, right? But no, mm -hmm. some people need the money to support their family. So their family is really important. Some people have a business that they want to support. So they're there to learn. They're there to learn to expand. So it's just really figuring out, like I said, everyone learns differently. Everyone has a different journey, but individualizing that employee to their work life and I hope that sounds <laughs> correct I can say that a lot um, You're good. but yeah I, I think that is the first first step what motivates you where what are your goals overall even though what you're here right now you know where right. do you want to be so yeah. I love that you brought up entrepreneurship or like looking to expand in that because a lot of people are shifting in, in this day and age or this society into entrepreneurship or opening mm -hmm. their minds to other ways of living outside of survival mode. You know, yeah. like it's not just 
oh, I need to get to work and I need to pay these bills. It's like, no, I want to do something that makes me happy, right? Yeah. And and I think that, you know, it's really key to discuss that capitalism is not where our heart is at in general. Mm-hmm. Um, and I love that you also work in like community gardens and like the education of, of different uh you know, becoming resourceful in our own way. And yes. I really feel like that's where our community is going towards mm-hmm. um, in general. But I want to like really move into our topic of, of purposeful business and how that all correlates to that because um, as people are moving into the entrepreneurship space, uh, like myself, I feel like a lot of people are recognizing that they don't fit into the corporate business model, even as entrepreneurs. Mm-hmm. Um, and they're like, wait a minute, <laughs> this is not what I was trying to do. Um, so what is purposeful business to you? And and how, from your perspective, do you feel like people can ease into doing something that they love and care for while not being consumed by this capitalism society that we lived in? Absolutely. I love that question. Um, one, I always would say it all starts with self. It all starts with what makes your light shine even brighter. And I know, you know, people have that either whether it's a hobby or a topic that they can't stop talking about to start there. And since there are so many options um, to have a business for that, there's always a starting place to get into that space. Um, For example, I have a a friend who loves gardening, right? of course, they would garden for free. They would go and spend all day there. But there's places you can go to learn more about the business aspect of it, whether it be owning a nursery, whether it be starting a, um, a foundation, planting things around the world. You know, if there's different ways to structure a business or, you know, the idea of your business behind what you're passionate about. Mm -hmm. people have to know where to even look and where to even start but if you don't look within to find out what makes your light shine brighter what makes your eyes light up when you hear the topic it's hard to find out where you can be most impactful because if you're able to do something for free for example and want to spend all your time there I am pretty sure that is a way that that hobby can now support your life financially eventually you just have to know where to start first and i think that's where most people lose that sight when they are like you said earlier when they're put into survival mode they don't have time to see what lights them up they don't have time to pour into their hobby to see where they're where they're actually good at whether you're an artist you can still impact the world of course with your artwork Right. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, it's just starting with self, starting where your needs are and your wants and desires. Mm. Yeah. I think that's so, so important. And I think, too, a lot of people try to box in what is so important to them mm-hmm. and um, try to make it fit into like, well, you know, I got to sell this and I got to sell that, you know, and, and I always tell people like your energy is what will attract you know, what is, what is divinely for you, you know, it'll Mm -hmm. attract your customers, it'll attract your opportunities in business, it will 
if you are just in your heart space and in your purpose and just leaning into the excitement, I love that you brought that up because me and my friend talk about this a lot about leaning into the excitement. Mm -hmm. Um, Because when, when you do that, you're leaning into that heart space and it's totally different from the root where you're like, I need to be stable. It's no, I need to be in my excitement. I need to be in my joy, my bliss. And that's where all the opportunities come from, right? <laughs> and then it feels effortless. It feels like, like you said, that's where that's where the, the purpose comes in. You're naturally aligning with this without mm-hmm. the need to do it, which is like you said, that's where our root is, our, our needing to feel grounded, our values in food and shelters, taking care of those things, you know? Mm-hmm. So yeah, absolutely. And I feel so many people need to hear this. Um, yeah, I've seen it so much. And I, I love that we aligned on this topic because I see it a lot where people are exhausted by entrepreneurship because they're they're no longer leaning into their joy while mm-hmm. pursuing it. Absolutely. And, and so that really brings me to ask you, like, what was your process to developing Pro Buddha in a way that elevates your heart space? Let me think. Like I said, yoga itself and activism and community is something that I would be doing for free. It's something that I found myself wanting to do when I clocked out from my nine to five. Mm-hmm. Um, so for me to sit there and brainstorm, let's say for my business plan or daydreaming about where I would eventually love to do yoga retreats, that was all coming from my heart. I can sit there and do that all day, like doodling on a notepad and just, you know, in in (laughs) la-la land. It kind of just felt like I wanted, like I deserve to be there. That's what I want to do with my spare time. Um, Mm. And so when it came down to actually putting that on paper, submitting it to say I'm an official business, you know, just felt like the course I should take it. And of course, the formalities of business are inevitable, right? You, mm-hmm. you do have to have some discipline. You have to, you know, mind your finances and all this, these things that are required. But outside of all of that, your heart has, still has to be there in order to push forward and then attract people to it, attract people to believe in in what you're trying to do and how you're trying to impact your community. And that's really hard to do if you're not loving what you're doing or it it becomes difficult, as you say, you know, say you're not getting sales or you don't want to promote. It's very hard. Um, So, yeah, I just knew I had to do things in in a certain format legally to be official. But after that LLC is is created, I'm still just showing up for what I would be doing for free anyway. Right. And so then you just, just you just formulate your everyday process around what you want to do. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> That's really what it is. I know it sounds super simple, but <laughs> it is it is what it is it. It is. you'll be surprised how many people are comparing themselves and I I always say like comparison is the thief of joy like there's a lot of people comparing themselves to other businesses like I have a friend who has like a a makeup brand 
and they're comparing themselves to Sephora and Maybelline. And I'm like, do you know these people do not give a damn about the heart space at this point? Like, exactly. Like, like this is, there's clearly, I mean, there might be people in that company who love what they do, not saying that they don't, you know, mm-hmm. but, but for you to like go out and create this from, from scratch or to make this with your own hands, uh, which I love your oils too, by the way. Um, but, but whenever you make something with your own hands or you're putting your own energy into it, it just hit, it hits different, right? Absolutely. Absolutely. Mm. Is, is that kind of like where, where did the oils come from? Like, was that something that you were just passionate about too? Yes. Um, I, I'm a real scent person. You know, I, I have so many candles and incense. And like I said, um, I I am diagnosed with anxiety, right? And so there are certain scents that I found really calming. And I then stumbled stumbled upon uh, the Blue Lotus. And I realized just that scent alone was so impactful for me. It made me become present automatically. I just really connected with it. Mm-hmm. And in my yoga practice, I always started, even in my personal one, I always would start with sense. So that just seemed like a natural thing to share um, with the community. I, I already did it for myself. Again, I'm just sharing my journey, hoping that it aligns with someone else and help it help them on theirs, honestly. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, yeah, that's that's really much how it came, came to be. That I just put something together that is impactful from my, my journey, and then just share it with the world. Yeah. You you remind me of a, a clean linen and patchouli person. <laughs> <laughs> I can see that. <laughs> I mean, blue blue lotus. Yes, I love it. It's beautiful, and I'm glad that you resonated with that. But just when I I get your vibe, I'm like, she reminds me of fresh white sheets. <laughs> That's nice. I mean, I do love that scent too. I I do love that scent, and that's not necessarily on the tip of aromatherapy, but aromatherapy <laughs> is so powerful. So I, I, but I needed to say that. I needed to say that you yeah. just remind me of some Sunday fresh. Fresh <laughs> you know what like bro when you after you get those clothes out the, out the thing and put it on the bed and you just lay in that feeling is what I want to feel when I have my sense around so yes I'm happy you feel that <laughs> I'm so happy mm. <laughs> That's funny. it is funny I just had to share that with you like maybe maybe you just resonate with that <laughs> I appreciate it I kind of am curious on how that how that smells together now I'm over here thinking <laughs> right. fresh linen and patchouli fresh linen and patchouli let me write that down I'm not going to forget it yes <laughs> are there like any daily practices or things you do often to check yourself to make sure that you're maintaining integrity to your spirit Oh, absolutely. Um, I'm a huge um, morning routine person. I absolutely need that that space in the morning to check into self as soon as I wake up. I don't always do yoga in the morning, but I always find that space to be still. Mm-hmm. Um, so whether that means meditate for a few minutes up to 10 minutes, 
that is what I do. Um, you know, and and, it, and I have I have children as well, so that just means I get up super early in the morning. <laughs> oh, you are you up with the sun, the crack oh, of dawn. Yes, yes. <laughs> before the sun wakes up, and I do like to catch the sun if I am able to. Um, getting that uh, sun gazing in early in the morning. That is my preference. I love that. <laughs> it just again allows me to reflect on what my needs are today, which changes day by day. Um, and I think that's something that many people miss because they become, I can't say a robot, but they come on like an autopilot kind of mentality, especially if you have so many things, repetitive things that you have to do day by day. They don't check in to what they may need to be doing different today. So that morning routine is something that I, I would suggest everyone to come up with and, and stick with whatever resonates with you to, to know what your needs are. Mm. Yeah, that is absolutely one of mine. Yes, mine too. I, I love my rising routine. I get up and, and stretch. Well, first I got to write down the astral travels and the dreams because oh, yes. <laughs> <laughs> it, it's wild in the realm. I wake up like, okay. <laughs> I, I need a breather after that travel. I don't know. Yes. <laughs> I feel you. Like I need to come back into my body a little bit, you know? <laughs> mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Especially when, they, when they're very vivid. Mm-hmm. Very, 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 very meaningful. Do you have like a tea preference? Um, let me see. Or, or is no. that something you include in your in your daily? I try my best. I actually first thing I, I drink in the morning is water, a glass of water. That's the first thing. Um, I try not to put anything else before that. It's like a mm-hmm. flushing you know, a flushing thing, clearing the mind, clearing the the digestive tract a little bit. But when it comes to tea, I find myself drinking a lot of ginger, um, turmeric. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, those are my main two. <laughs> I'm trying to get into it more because I do know the benefits of it. Um, and again, like I said, if you're checking into yourself in the morning, figure out what you may need and how your body feels. Of course, that tea intake, the different herbs that you will be taking in the morning may vary. So I'm actually learning about that in my practice now. What about you? I want to know. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> you know, um, I definitely, my first drink is always water. And, you know, I speak my affirmation into my water just awesome. to, to bless my cells and my body, you know, yes. get me moving. And then, um, you know, I'm not I'm not as consistent with the tea as I used to be, but mm-hmm. I one of my go-tos is um, in the rising. I like peppermint to kind of wake me up, and oh. then or a peppermint hibiscus. I don't know mm-hmm. if, if y'all might want to try that, but that's that's it's popping. Okay? It sounds powerful. <laughs> yeah, like you know, the hibiscus <laughs> just brings like love and attraction into the space, okay. and then the peppermint is. It helps you to think more clearly, which I'm a very mental person. And if I'm getting up, I need to like ground myself into what my focus is. Mm-hmm. And so, um, yeah. And then before bed, I like a mugwort tea because, 
mugwort is definitely heightening uh the intuitive senses and yeah, so absolutely. before i go into my nightly meditation and and then my travels it'll assist me in more uh clarity in the travels and then mm -hmm. remembering them when i wake up so yes let me go ahead and write that down <laughs> <laughs> look i'm here i'm here to share it yes <laughs> i love it i'm running stuff today Yes, well, we're here to share a space. Yes, absolutely. <laughs> and then just before we, you know, wrap up this topic about the business, um, I wanted to know, was there any additional advice that you could give others who are wanting to come into creating intentionally and just thriving in a business space? Yes. Um, and I, I guess this kind of goes hand in hand because I, I believe that no matter what we're doing, um, with our physical body or even spiritually, we have to check in with self. And one of the limiting things I find when I meet people who are struggling to align is being honest with where you are. That may mean being honest about your fears because being honest with your fears is where your healing should probably start. You know, something needs to be addressed. So if, if you find yourself Having fears still, um, I would say start journaling, asking yourself questions, being honest. And, and of course, I'm a huge advocate when it comes to mental health and counseling and having that other party to help you. Um, but yes, be honest with yourself, accepting where you are on your journey. And like you said, to not compare yourself to someone else's journey or purpose. Everybody is on their own journey to alignment. Everybody has their own gift that they should be sharing with the world. And the only person that is going to know that is self. No one else can even tell you that, right? Mm. So, yeah, being honest with your fears. That That's is beautiful. Yes. Mm -hmm. Yes. Three snaps and a hand clap for that. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. Honestly. Yes. Uh, well, please tell people how they can uplift you, how they can support you, what they can do to connect with you. Oh, yes. Um, first and foremost, you can support me by supporting yourself. <laughs> but outside of just general uh, self-care, um, you can follow me on all the social sites at Pearl Buddha. Um, I offer yoga services. I also... I'm tending to, well, I'm introducing myself more into the doula space, advocating for women with childbirth. Of course, you know, I feel like that is super impactful. That's the start of life, right? Mm. Um, you see, oh, that's a lot more. I, and also, <laughs> <laughs> digging into your resources, I, I love providing resources, whether that be for mental health resources, learning how to grow your own food even learning how you can impact your community where, where your gift can be of service. I, I am connected, especially in my community with different healers, different advocates around the Valley here in Arizona um, that, need, that need support. So yeah, I'm just a, a source of light <laughs> trying to impact where I can. So yes, let's mm. come connect, I'm sure. I can offer or like you, like you also help me today with this tea that I am absolutely going to get. <laughs> I feel like everybody, no matter where you are in your journey, can learn from the next person. 
and I am, you know, an advocate for that. So, yes. Beautiful. You you are succeeding. There is not even a try or an attempt. <laughs> you are succeeding in that. Thank you. Thank yeah. you. I appreciate that. I truly yeah. do. And I just speak so much success and joy over your path and that you continue to uh, lean into your excitement, no matter what that may be. Yes, absolutely. And I appreciate this space. It is beautiful. And I love what you're doing. I do want to say that your spirit is impactful as well. So thank you. I appreciate it. Thank you. Thank you. The love is felt. (laughs) (laughs) Absolutely. Thank you for sharing space with me. I'd love to have you on again some other Mm -hmm. time. And just any way that we can support you, let me know. it has been truly a pleasure to have you here with Living in Spirit. Likewise. Thank you, love. <laughs> Do you have any other uh, last party message that you would like to give before um, signing off? No, just again, honor yourself, love yourself, pour into yourself, because without that, you cannot pour into others authentically. And that's what we're here for at the end of the day in our own way. That's all. Yes, thank you. All my listeners, go support Pearl Buddha. Celebrate her and everything that she's doing. And I thank you guys for listening. It has been a pleasure. And it is your your divine holy spirit. And we are out.